Hello and welcome to the Modern Midwife podcast, sharing the journey of parenthood through stories, expert opinion and of course parents themselves. Today I'm with Helena who is the same age as me, 26 years old and she is 25 weeks pregnant with her second baby. Um, She's also a midwife from Bedford and has been qualified for the past four years and we've got one more thing in common and that's the fact that we are both vegan. Um, So Helena, I get a lot of women asking me about veganism during pregnancy, is it safe, Uh, what can you do to have a well or healthy balanced diet as a vegan? Um, and have you got any advice on what you do or what you'd recommend? Well, really, I just I don't sort of track what I'm eating, but I just try to balance everything that I have. So plenty of nuts and seeds, beans, pulses, lentils and sort of tofu. Yeah. So I just try and have the same that any anyone that eats meat would have, but just replace that with a healthy balance of protein yeah. with my meals. And you feel really healthy in your pregnancy. You look really well. And because a lot of the time I think women worry that they are, aren't getting enough and therefore the baby's not getting enough. But we know that that's not the case, is it? Yeah, definitely not. Um, I feel fine. And my bloods have all been the result of that as well. Yeah. Oh, I'm not anemic. I've got really good iron level. Yeah. I take like a vitamin B12 mm-hmm. spray, oh. oral spray, just for a bit of additional... Um, vitamins. Where did you get the spray from? I didn't know you did that. You can get it in any health food shops, but so around here we've got Sprout, but you can get any health food shops or online, yeah. so even just on Amazon. Oh, you can excellent. Get tablets as well, but it's just an oral spray. Why did you opt for the spray rather than the tablets? What's the difference? It's just easier to take. Yeah. You just literally do sort of two squirts a day. And it tastes of cherry, so it's really Ooh, nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I suppose anyone that is feeling a little bit nauseous or unable to take tablets, then that's the easier option, yeah, so that's good. Definitely, and it helps with tiredness. So if you're vitamin B12 deficient, you're more tired. So yeah. um, I'd recommend that to anyone that's vegan and pregnant. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, no, it's so good to get advice from another midwife that is pregnant and that's also vegan. (laughs) Um, So the other thing I wanted to quickly talk to you about as well um, is we'll just touch on your birth experience last time because you had a little bit of a difficult time, didn't you? And then and this time you're going to you ended up having an emergency cesarean section. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a bit of a traumatic birth, Um, had an emergency cesarean. So this time I think I'd like a an elective. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. And um what would what advice would you give to women that are preparing for a cesarean section because I think that all women should be aware that it is a possibility um that that is the birth that they may end up having should it be an elective or perhaps um an emergency section. Of course, nobody plans for an emergency, but if there is anything that you could do to perhaps mentally prepare yourself or physically prepare yourself, have you got any kind of words of wisdom or any advice or anything that helped you before or after I suppose being a midwife naturally helps but anything else I think sort of this goes a bit hippie but like meditation Mm -hmm. breathing techniques anything to sort of help reduce anxiety it's a possibility for anyone to have a cesarean and you don't know what could happen I think really educating your partners as well because if you've got a partner that's scared out of their mind then that's really gonna not be very helpful for you so my other half he knows everything because obviously I talked to him about a lot because of working in this job Mm -hmm. but just sort of attending antenatal classes a lot of them do prepare you for everything Mm -hmm. so being prepared for everything 
and taking enough clothes in with you just in case you're in for a couple of nights yeah, exactly. and just being mindful that not everything mm -hmm. I think being open-minded with your birth plan yeah. if you're not planning for a cesarean yes. and if you are you kind of know what to expect but don't fear because it's mm -hmm. going to be a lot better yeah. than the emergency mm -hmm. yeah um, I'm definitely with that with you on that initially the first um, well everything but the first point that you touched on with um, reducing anxiety yeah. by utilizing breathing techniques and meditation and of course like, you don't have to go and do a massive course on meditation no, yeah. or you know pay loads of money to download different apps you can get free videos on YouTube uh, do you use or do you use anything specifically or now um, you've just got so used to it and you understand the breathing techniques to use that you just would go back to that and revert to those or have you got any recommendations? Well, I, used, I started by going to yoga mm -hmm. so it's mainly started with pregnancy yoga that's really good because it's gentle mm -hmm. so it's appropriate to anyone yeah. not just sort of really active levels of you know physical activity it's mm -hmm. appropriate to anyone they go through a lot of the breathing yeah. A lot of even just preparation for birth and positions for birth, things like that. So that gave me a basis. But then I do also use YouTube. I think it's yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, and I have a couple of books mm -hmm. that I read. Oh, that's that's yeah. good. What what books do you can you remember the names of One them? It's called Mindfulness. Yeah. Um, Oh, yes. I bought that for one of my friends, actually, yeah. for her birthday. She was having a difficult time. I think it's called The Little Book of Mindfulness. Yeah. 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 That's really, really good. And they're, they're very sort of simple. It's not too complicated for everyone. Yeah. Not everyone wants to know all the terminology. No, no, exactly. Yeah. And so um, as well, last time you ended up with uh, a bit of a, new, a wound infection, didn't you? And you needed to go back. Um, how would women know? You know so like post-operative care at home. Um, I don't think that women are educated quite enough on that and how to sort of look after their bodies after because having a section is still major abdominal surgery. And because you've got you're a young, healthy woman and you've got this baby to look after, sometimes some things are kind of skimmed over. So, you know, for post-operative care, what would you tell women to look out for and how would they know that their wound had potentially become infected? I would say just try and keep the area clean and dry as yeah. much as you can. And I checked my wound daily. I wanted Good. to see how it's recovering. And if yeah. you can't see it, take a picture, mm -hmm. ask your other half. Yeah. I did notice a smell. Mm -hmm. It's It wasn't a really offensive smell, but it just wasn't normal. Yeah. There was a bit of oozing, weeping, mm -hmm. and there was sort of a few gapes where mm -hmm. it just wasn't quite coming together like the rest of it was. Yeah. So I think just you kind of know instinctively if you, something doesn't feel right, mm -hmm. then you need to just yeah. go and talk to someone. Definitely. Yeah. I always give that advice. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. Yeah. So always go and get it checked out. And that's the same whether you have a cesarean section or whether you have a normal delivery and maybe there's been trauma down below as well. Yeah. And you need to just go and get that checked out really because you know your own body better than anybody else. Yeah, definitely. And also if the air is red or inflamed at all, mm -hmm. mine was particularly one side. So I had yeah. more pain on one side, uh, which you yeah. don't expect when you when you've had a cesarean, you expect equal pain mm -hmm. because it's it's an equal wound. Yeah. So I think any uneven mm -hmm. pain yeah. also. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then just um, one last thing that I wanted to touch on as well is breastfeeding after you've had a section. Um, so you breastfed lovely Luna. Yeah. And <laughs> how is she now? Yeah, she's fine. She's an independent, independent little girl. Yeah. She's yeah. 19 months old now, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. And so when did you stop feeding? She, when she was a year. When she was a year. 
Yeah, so she, she was breastfed for a year. I baby led weaned her at six months. Mm-hmm. And she, she sort of naturally self-weaned from the breast. Yeah. And they say it doesn't happen until two, but she just wasn't interested anymore. But, um, yeah, it was, it's not easy, breastfeeding, but it's definitely the best thing for you and your baby if you can do it. Yeah. And um, I just, I fed her as soon as I was in recovery. So the cesarean, I was... I wasn't able to feed her during the cesarean because I was really anxious and I was shaking as an effect of the oh, anaesthetic. The yeah, so I couldn't feed her in there. But as soon as we were in recovery, she was in skin to skin Good. and she sort of just latched on. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, excellent. Because that is one of the key things, I think, with breastfeeding is getting the um, early initiation. So whether or not it's in theatre, that doesn't necessarily need to be that early, but in recovery, just making sure that, like you say, yeah. you are having that early initiation, having that skin to skin, and getting baby to the breast as soon as you feel uh, physically able to and comfortable. And then what about positions? So it's difficult, obviously we're talking, yeah. um, but it is difficult when you have had a abdominal surgery. So was there any positions that you found particularly helpful? At first, when I was still sort of under anaesthetic, so mm-hmm. I still didn't have all my legs yeah. back, the best position was sort of quite a laid back. But that's the yeah. best p- position for the birth crawl as well. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of a laid back natural position. Yeah. And she was just resting into a pillow just oh. across the top of my tummy. Or I did a rugby ball position mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. It just it depends how good your movement is as well because yeah. some people are really in a lot of pain after. But as soon as I... About 12 hours after, as soon as I was up out of bed, yeah. I was just using the, the mm-hmm. you know, um, standard Sorry. position. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And that worked for you and, and that was yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Other than having a baby that liked to constantly fuss oh. around. <laughs> but that was just her. She liked to come on and off, on and off. Oh. Not because of the position, just no. because she's paying attention That's to other things. But yeah. 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 But that worked the best. And it's hard work, but like you said, you persevered with it. Um, and now she's 90 months old and uh, you said she's really got her own personality there and she's yeah. rather independent, <laughs> isn't she? Yeah. Very independent. Not saying that that's down to the breastfeeding, of course. But. And I've noticed that she's never, she's rarely ill. Mm-hmm. She's rarely, you know, got any anything wrong with her. Yeah. She gets the odd teething cough and something like that. But I know a lot of friends... And there's nothing wrong with formula feeding if that's what works for your family, if it's done safely. Mm -hmm. It's all about the way it's made up and reducing that risk of infection. But I know a lot of my friends that have formula fed their babies, Mm -hmm. they've got chest infections all the time, they've Mm -hmm. got asthma, eczema, and there's nothing wrong with Luna at Mm -hmm. all, other than she's sometimes a bit grumpy when she's (laughs) teething, which I think we can let her off. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So thank you so, so much. I hope that that has answered a few people's questions, worries or concerns. Um, And regardless of what type of birth that you have, uh, if you feel like you need any help and support afterwards, as we briefly touched on, you had a bit of a difficult time last time. um, And so this time you've approached it differently. But it is important to seek that help, uh, regardless of what type of birth you have. And also just to make sure that you are as best prepared as possible for all of the different scenarios. got anything else to add to those words of wisdom no I think that summed up really well just just be open-minded and just don't be unrealistic so if you think that if you've had an emergency section in the past and you think that going through that again could 
emotionally traumatise you, then just weigh up what would work best for you. Yeah. And if you think that that would be an elective, then you have mm -hmm. to have that discussion with your your obstetrician and midwife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what you did. And yeah, you look very happy and healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Good. Thanks so much again. And yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed.